Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Today we're on uh, Super Bowl time. I don't know if that's any different than normal time, but everybody's super excited about the footballs today. Well, we got to make it before the launch. What, launch of what? Is it start? Kickoff? <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Yes. T minus 10 minutes to the Super Bowl launch, <laughs> launch is what they say. Yeah, they launch the football, right? Isn't that how it starts? With a big cannon shooting the football? Yes, I don't think you've ever watched sports before in your life. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. I'm ready for it. Oh, you know, the Puppy Bowl happened, or is happening, actually. That's my kind of sport. Is it... Like Chihuahuas versus Great Danes. It's just little puppies trying to go through these obstacle courses, and it's fucking. It used adorable. to be so pure and good, and now it's just oh man, it's commercialized to shit now. So that's they have like little kid and cheerleaders, and they have announcers again. Whoever in the history of sports thought we wanted to listen to two old white men prattle along about fucking the things we're literally seeing on the screen can go fuck themselves. Pardon my language. I hate sports announcers. They drive me crazy. Football. How you doing, Garrett? I'm doing okay. <laughs> hey, Joe Bob uh, showed Necromantic, the Valentine's Day drive-in thing the other night. I caught half of it. Oh, man. That movie is fucking crazy. A little so bit. So wild. I was really surprised. I was also not surprised to see the the sheer, like, um, half the population being like, what the fuck am I watching? I'm not cool with this on Twitter as the movie was playing. I was curious. I didn't tune into Twitter during the airing. Were they freaking out? It was uh, It was very polarizing. A lot of people were not prepared for what this movie was. I wouldn't say it's good, but man, I was fascinated and I couldn't look away. Yeah, it's definitely an artsy film. What happens when a man is in love with dead people? Nothing good. To you, no. Or to dead people. <laughs> but also, did you guys hear that uh, AMC is now going to be charging movie seat prices based off where you are in the theater? So stupid. Now I'm just never going to go to AMC. Well, I wonder how that's going to affect my monthly pass. Wait, is it AMC or Cinemark? Yeah, it's AMC. It was AMC, yeah. Because I have AMC stubs. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how that's going to affect, but uh, I'll, I'll let you know. You're probably in the clear because that's their whole thing with the stubs, right? You get the the Dolby, this, the that. So Yeah, the laser, whatever the hell, laser yeah. Dolby Vision it vibrating seats that like massage your hands. Yeah. I don't know. If we've ever wanted to see the populace rise up, this is the kind of shit you do to make that happen. It, yeah, it doesn't make it. Also, who's going to really be enforcing this shit? Nobody. I'd say when I was an usher, I would not be giving a shit and telling people to move around. How do you know what tickets people buy? Well, the thing is, the these seats now have numbers on them and stuff like that. A lot of these AMC theaters and draft house, like, you know, like that's seat. Bananas. Row C7. But how do they know you have that ticket unless someone else... Look on your phone. They have the ticket on your phone or you print it out or... Every time well, you've gone more recently, do they come in the theater or do you no. still just show it to the guy in the front, right? They they do food service now. Oh so you can get food delivered to you. So that's when they come in, but I don't think they're checking like they're gonna start know, checking. unless you order food. Wow. Right. Well if you walk in and you've got seat C six and someone's sitting there. Well yeah, that's when you'll get caught, but it's gonna be some fights. Well what if you were you were like, Hey man, I'm gonna go see the next Avatar three. This one's in lava or whatever, right? And they're like, You can get a nosebleed for five buckos. Or 15 buckos to sit in the back. Are you saving that 10 bucks? No. To strain your neck for three and a half hours? As someone has used his Alamo pass to basically go to see Avatar just to get chicken strips and then leave as soon as I ate, I don't really care. That's fair. So you could sit in the front and just <laughs> enjoy your meal. <laughs> I'm That's not here seats. for the movie. I'm here for your food. So those seats are for Garrett. The only thing I appreciate is they, now at least they gave up with the bullshit they used to say, which is every seat's a good seat. We know that was a lie, but you know, at least yeah. they gave that up. And now we have proof Yeah, <laughs> in the form of ticket prices. Way to lie to us, AMC. Can't trust you for shit. Well, anyway, have you guys been watching anything since last time that you want to bring up? 
I watched a very cool slasher movie from 1981 called Nightmare. It was very hard to find, but uh, but it, it was worth tracking down. You watched something called Nightmare that didn't end in Elm Street? Yeah, I know. Oh. No, it's one word title. That's why. Okay. Yeah, they, they couldn't fit it in there. Any any notable actors in this? No. Uh, Tom Savini helped with the special effects. That's about the most notable thing, and you can tell. It is very gory, very bloody. They There's a battle with how much he helped with this movie. The movie people were like, he was a crazy critical part of it he's like uh i consulted um so you know (laughs) (laughs) they were just trying to piggyback off of tom sabini yeah make of that what you will but uh, it was a it was actually a pretty decent film what's that streaming on uh it was not streaming wait a minute are you saying you illegally downloaded that movie did you go to your red box? Sir, are you a criminal? <laughs> <laughs> Am I sitting next to Austin's bad boy himself, John? You are a pirate. You are a pirate. Yeah. Look, you wouldn't download a car, would you, John? <laughs> Here's what I'll tell you. I made every effort to locate this movie that I could. I'm going to tell you that I'm impressed that you went above and beyond to get it. Well, and just couldn't didn't... even use, pick up a remote half the time. That's what I'm saying. You just give up and find something else to watch. Here's why. All right, let's Ooh, get Top into... Gun's on streaming. Uh, here's why. My wife got me this incredible book. It's called A Horror Movie a Day. And it has 365 horror movies like, in it. I've Shocking. seen four of them. Uh, and so I've been trying to work my way through that. The problem is it comes with all of these obscure horror movies which are like impossible to find. So some of them I have bought or I've got like the physical copy. Some of them you can't even get the fucking physical copy. So then I don't know what they want me to do. Not watch their movie. Get out of here. Yeah. That's one thing we do run into a little bit watching the, um, in search of darkness documentaries. I've seen a lot of, them. I was like, Oh, that looks kind of rad. Then it's like, look for it. And it's like, Oh, you're nowhere to be found. Yeah. Like I'm willing to give you my money, but you know, make it possible, please. Also shouts out to vinegar syndrome and arrow video who are still picking up these crazy ass, obscure bullshit, low rent horror movies and like erotica and stuff like that. And yeah. putting them out on hard copy. Big shout out to them. Speaking of ones I've never heard of, I just came across absurd. Oh, <laughs> Have you from seen 1981. It? No, oh. but that, that word does not make me scared. No, but absurd. I, like this guy, he's a priest doctor. Mm. The, the trailer is playing and there's this little kid freaking out. I'm, I'm kind of into this. I'm going to go find it. John, you know what to do. Find <laughs> absurd. Well, you got to exhaust all your legal methods, including, but not limited to, I will often go to half price and see if I can find it in the... That re- is a lot of work. And I commend DVDs. you on that, sir. But so. you know what? Here at the Grave Talk Podcast, we love horror. And you know what? If you can get your hands on it by any means necessary, do what you got to do. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to support Without the physical violence. Let's put it yes. that way. Yeah, I'm not disclaimer. mugging anybody. It really comes down to, like, if you want people to give you money for rights that you own, then you need to make it accessible. Yes. Okay. That's the end of it. Like if your stuff is not accessible, then, then I don't want to hear you complain. Yeah. Yeah. I second that opinion. All right. Well, Garrett, you and me, we both separately watched the new M night Shyamalan film. Knock at the cabin, knock in the cabin, knock on the cabin, knock around the cabin, knock around the clock, knock (laughs) to the cabin, something knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. What did you think of it? I really fucking liked it. Um, I've got my issues with it. I think this movie, so the trailer, the first, I mean, we've discussed this, but the first trailer came out and it was like, Oh, this is really weird. Like, is this a real thing? Are these people just being like abducted and we're going to see what happens. And the second trailer came out and actually showed some of the apocalypse stuff that was actually going on. You're like, Oh, it's real. And I think at both of us at that point kind of assumed that the movie had like spin its load. Like, just basically, like, blew everything and just been like, okay, you know what's going on. The movie did a really good job of keeping that doubt and suspense going through the entirety of the film. 
I thought that they screwed up with that second trailer. They did not. As for me, I think they did because they showed one of the planes crashing in the they, trailer. And it's like, well, that already tells me that something is actually going on. You they, know planes I mean? crash all the time, Mark. Not like, not like the way it was <laughs> yeah, crashing. Well, well, that moment, and again, that's like three quarters of the way through the movie. But up to that point, you know, there was still, the movie was really good about sowing that doubt and making you wonder if this is real or if this was pre-planned, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was really good. My main complaint that I have with this movie is I think Shyamalan or whoever wrote it, I know it's based off a book, played it a little bit safe at the end. They could have gone with a really kind of cool twist or like a real like, whoa, I can't believe it was like that crazy of an apocalypse or I can't believe it was like that intense of a decision. They kind of played that a little bit too safe in my opinion. But yeah, it was really good. Batista was fucking rad in it. All the other actors in it were were amazing. But no, it was actually really solid. I think it's one of the uh, the better Shyamalan flicks that he's done. Based on a book called The Cabin at the Inner World by Paul Tremblay, uh, someone who'd read the book that we know actually said the same thing, that the ending just kind of ends and peters out a little bit too. So um, I thought it was good. I thought it was a little too straightforward. You know, like I said, if I hadn't seen that second trailer, I would have had more doubt throughout and that would have been more enjoyable for me. So I would say definitely don't watch the trailers before you watch it. But yeah, I think it's one of the better Shyamalans we've had in a while. And if you have seen the trailers, don't let that dissuade you because again, I felt the same way. I thought they had explained everything and there was nothing to be surprising for me. Um, but the the writers uh, did a really good job of kind of making me second guess what I thought I already knew to be, you know, truth. I'd recommend it. Recommended. John, go see that shit. Yeah, it'll, you know, come on straight. Sit in the eventually. middle row, though, so you can pay a little extra. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Well, I thought I'd let you gentlemen know, if you didn't hear, that they are making another sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer, and they're bringing back Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. Ooh, I continue is, is called, to know. Is it called I, I Continue to Know What You're Doing? Yeah, I hope I so. Hope. <laughs> I never forgot yeah. what you did that one summer 20 years ago. Get, Rated R. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who remembers? Is anybody excited for this news? No. Um, I would love if the main character has Alzheimer's. But they did the reboot on Amazon and they've already canceled that. I Wait, what? Yeah, there was a reboot of it. There was an episodic form. Me and the wife watched a couple episodes of it and gave up after episode two. I was like, this just sucks. Yeah, I just don't think this is like like a, a franchise. They really want it to be a franchise, but uh, just no, just let it go, man. Let it go. Speaking of disappointment, I saw on like a trailer website that they had a new trailer for the uh, Teen Wolf movie. And I was like, holy shit, they remade Teen Wolf. That's awesome. No, it's based off the dumbass MTV show, which I didn't know existed. There's an MTV Teen Wolf? There was Wolf? an MTV hmm. Teen Wolf show. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? So I thought they were actually making a, a Teen Wolf remake. Which would have been pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure Michael J. would make a cameo if they remade that, though. You think? I thought yeah. he was retired. Uncle. He'd be the wolf grandpa. Well, today we're talking about Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge from 1991. Mm. And in Grave Talk fashion, we're starting with the middle of the franchise. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter because this is a prequel. So that's okay. Wait, is it really? Yeah. Oh. This is the origin of two of the puppets that you see in one and two. Oh, yeah, the, I mean, the guy with the white face and the hat. Right. That's Blade. Is his name Blade, really? That's his name. Oh. You, want, you want all the names? Let's name all they, the puppets. They have stupid American gladiator names. Is that what you're telling <laughs> me? Right. Yeah. So not like Fedora guy. Yeah, yeah. The one in the red sweater with the tiny head, his name's Laser. Laser? I'm just These kidding. Are oh. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what about Blazer? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you got... We called him, I think you called him strong fucker in the remake. His name is Pinhead. Pinhead. He's got the tiny head with the giant hands and he like punches people. Yeah. Hits them with wrenches. You know, he's the muscle of your puppets, you know? Yeah. You got Blade. He looks like the, the uh, Nazi SS uh, mm -hmm. guy in the black trench coat and hat. You know, if you've ever seen the original uh, Indiana Jones, basically the same attire, 
is the guy in the glasses who gets melty face at the ah. end. The Nazis? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's got a blade for a hand and a hook on his other hand. Uh, as you'd want. Yeah, real trouble picking stuff up. Yeah, he doesn't drop shit. That's <laughs> So, you know, no problem. You got Leech Woman. Mm-hmm. She got that name because she spits leeches out of her mouth. What a ridiculous power. How's that even <laughs> fatal? Is it unfair to say that maybe Full Moon Entertainment shouldn't make movies? Oh, they'll, they'll keep making them well past we're dead. You, Charles Band will oh, live Zemeckis forever. Oh, Zemeckis' dead body. We're, Charles Band is probably going to be put inside a puppet so he can continue <laughs> making films long after we're gone. I yeah. love the fact that they keep making these types of movies, and I love that Full Moon and Charles Band are doing this, but man, some of these movies are so rough to watch. Well, look, man, you got to, like, what was Empire? What was Full Moon back in the 80s and 90s? It was literally a straight-to-VHS company for the most part, right? So all these were getting put straight on. Onto Wait, was the, it really? Yeah, straight. Oh, okay. Puppet Master didn't get a theatrical release. These went straight to the so blockbusters. So it's like that company that your, makes Atlantic Shelf, the Pacific Rim knockoff movie. Love is that, that like company. That kind of things? Pretty much. Asylum, okay. I think. Is yeah. That yeah. I think that's what it is. So, I mean, they had to fill space on shelves at the uh, Hollywood Video We've got these air weren't time. at the Hollywood. You know where these were? They were it, definitely at the Hollywood. They were in, video. They they were were in the, Hollywood video. I remember them. They were in the rental store that was inside of grocery stores. They sure. had like seven films. Sure, those are cheaper. <laughs> Why not have those at the you know on, on a on yeah? The, maybe um, the OG Puppet Master was Hollywood uh, a video, but Puppet Master Seven was in Publix. Oh well, by the time <laughs> we get to Seven, dude, we're like in the two thousands. Oh okay. So. I didn't know how fast they were pumping these out. Uh, Eighty. 89 was the first Puppet Master, and then we'd already gotten three by 91. Yeah, so thinking they got to seven wow. by the 90s. What, you're saying one per year? Pretty much. That's great. That's like Saw-level shit. Yeah, but look, we've got Cinemax and Showtime schedules to fill full of <laughs> schlock on Friday and Saturday nights at three in the morning. But they could still put two seconds of thought to go, spitting leeches is a stupid power. No, it was my favorite one. Dude, it only worked because that guy... We was can like, all agree that shit was hot, right? Well, it was... No, I'm, kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. It, it only killed that soldier because he was like a turtle. Once he was on his back, he, <laughs> he did could, not know like what to do. It's well, a terrible well, he power. Been, he had been kneecapped by... Pinhead? But his arm still worked. Well, look, John, I'm on uh, puppetmasterfandom.com. Yeah. And as her name would suggest, Leech Woman has the unique ability to regurgitate leeches. Yeah, I hear you. These leeches are more powerful than normal <laughs> leeches. Oh. As they can kill humans fairly quickly. There's magic involved, bro. Can they? Yeah. She also has a small knife attached to her dress that she will use from time to time. She was thrown into a fireplace and seemingly destroyed at the events of Puppet Master 2, but would return repaired later. So there's a little more to her than just spitting out leeches. Okay, so this is a this is a prequel then. I'll say definitely. Okay, Uh, you could tell because it was in the past. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember when Puppet Master one and two took place. Current Uh, day, okay, 1980s, okay, 90s. Uh, Two Mark was my favorite. We should have started with that one. Well, two is more bonkers, yeah, but it's not a better. I think this one is a better written film. But this one doesn't have. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> this one doesn't have a bunch of like like two hilarious redneck people. You thought they were hilarious. Oh, loved it. It's <laughs> got thought, Nazi. But killing. you thought that her husband was jerking off next to her. She's like, I told you to do that somewhere else. The ones in the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do. I really like part two as well. But I wanted to go with the one that I thought was a more cohesive and better narrative. And I'm glad you did because this movie actually filled in some gaps from Puppet Master Littlest Reich. Which is my mm. favorite Puppet Master movie because I've only seen three and I enjoyed that one the best. I wonder if those are connected at all. They are. Because, because remember at the end, that zombie monster, that thing that gets risen up from the like the catacomb grave was one of the uh, Nazis from this movie. It has the same name. Her has- the one that uses the Luger at the end. I thought that was supposed to be Toulon. 
the literal yeah, puppet guy right. in the end of that one. It's been a while since oh, I've seen um, Lilith's Reich. Oh, Same. Man. Now, this is the most put together because this plot leaves some room for, for inter- growth. For interpretation. <laughs> like, uh, such as? Okay. The guy's place burns down, but then he goes back to it multiple times. No, I didn't burn down. He just burned down his little puppet stage. (laughs) Did you see his his theater on fire? I assume it looked like he burned down the whole building. Well, look, I thought they were doing the same thing the first time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, he goes back multiple times to take a nap in the (laughs) pews. And also they're like, we can't find this guy. He goes back to the most obvious place possible multiple times. But briefly. Well, he's also got his little laboratory out in some like cement bunker. Yes. You know, which led so to my two places. He'll be in one of two places. <laughs> Search all of Berlin. We will find this Andre Toulon. Uh, and, and we'll get there. That but was the Frenchest Nazi I've ever heard, Mark. Well, what is Toulon? That's Toulon's the French, French name. Yeah. yeah. I know, but you just had a nice French accent there. Oh, Most you're Germans right. I, I don't usually, it together. Don't usually like right. drop the French in there. He, I guess I've never heard a German say a French word. Yeah. Well, you so know, I German, German listeners, get at us. I can't emulate till I hear it. And he also must have some sort of invisibility powers because oh, later God. the guard looks right fucking in his eyes. Just they make eye contact. Like they want to fuck each other. Look, and the guard's like, can't find him and leaves. This is where Dana Carvey got his idea from Master of Disguise. Okay. Ah. He was like, that dude in Puppet Master can pretend to be a blind man and sneak back <laughs> fucking no enemy funny. lines. <laughs> Uh, anyway, ridiculous. we'll get to it as we... I mean, I'm not going to harp on all the ridiculousness of this movie, you but... You just did that! No, that's just... I just I, that's the tip of the iceberg, okay? How about... How does a little puppet shoot bullets that hurt a man and not fly backwards? Riddle me that. No, I'll riddle you with bullets. <laughs> all right, we've got... Uh, this was directed by David Dakota, uh, written by C. Courtney Joyner, based on a idea from Charles Band. Um, I think everything's based off an idea of Charles <laughs> Band. But what if Nazis? This one stars Guy Rolfe as Andre Toulon, Richard Lynch as Major Kraus, Ian Abercrombie as Dr. Hess. If you thought that guy looked familiar, he was also the wise man in Army of Darkness. Christopher Logan as Lieutenant Eric Stein, Aaron Eisenberg as Peter Hertz, Walter Gotell as General Mueller, Sarah Douglas as Elsa Toulon, and that's probably all we need to know. <laughs> Elsa. <laughs> that character was something else, man. This one was shot on a budget of $800,000. Hmm. This one does not have a Rotten Tomatoes critic score. How? No reviews. It was straight to Publix. But Puppet Master <laughs> 3 is a really popular flick, though, in the series, right? I think the consensus is it's one of the better of the films. And I don't know if you guys want to sit through the 11 or 12 that exist today, but nope. I will tell you from firsthand experience, it is one of the better ones. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. 52% with the audience. Okay. So half of everybody that watched it seems to think it was all right. Yeah, it was fine. Here's what the back of the VHS box has to say. Yes. When good puppets go bad. <laughs> That's what I want my casket to have scripted on it. <laughs> This is where the Puppet Master legacy begins. Andre Toulon's amazing discovery of bringing his puppets to life. It's World War II, and the Nazis are conducting a variety of bizarre life and death experiments in an attempt to revive their dead and increase their manpower. The butcher in charge of the horrific plan is Gestapo henchman Dr. Hess. Wrong. (laughs) When Hess learns that Toulon has found the secret of life, he sends Nazi soldiers to the puppet theater to kidnap the puppeteer and his beloved creations. 
But in the process, Toulon's wife is murdered in cold blood. Toulon's revenge begins when the puppets strangle, drill, slash, and shoot their way to freedom. While in hiding, Toulon uses his dead wife's life essence to create Leech Woman, the last of the hand-carved devils. Wrong. Now the stage is set as Six Shooter, Blade, Tunneler, Pinhead, and the bloodthirsty Ms. Leech prepare for their own little war. Why is Miss Leech bloodthirsty, but the rest of them are just fine? <laughs> We're just regular thirsty. Yeah. A couple of errors there, but whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe at the time they weren't errors. Maybe at the time they were the last ones that were created. Well, Blade is yeah. the last one made in the movie. We saw that. Oh, I guess you're right. Wrong. And Kraus was the head of the Gestapo. Yeah. Hess was just the scientist. He's Which, really... Oh, okay. So Kraus is the name of the blonde-haired guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's and really... Hess was the old man. Correct. Okay. He's really channeling like his Christopher Walken in that. That's what I picked up from him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was doing his best walking in 91. Yeah, yeah, that's what I... Uh, King of New York is already out, I bet. He was, he, walking was famous. So would you guys recommend anybody watch this film? Yeah, it's not bad. Hmm. I don't know that I'd go like seek it out, but if you're like on Shutter or, or watching the cock and you see it, no reason not to watch it. It's a fun flick. Garrett? Uh, you know, hmm. It's hard to get excited about this movie because there's just nothing terrifying about puppets. These little these little marionettes, there's just not enough to be scared of. So it's hard for me to like really get into it. But out of all the Puppet Master movies I've seen, with the exception of Littlest Reich, this was pretty good. How many have you seen? Uh, four. Okay. I've seen Littlest Reich, this one, the first one, and then one that's in between like seven or nine or somewhere in there. If that was a train wreck that was like someone just found like extra footage in the editing bay and was like, I can make this a movie. It was bad. Talking about retro puppet master. I, I don't know which one it is, but that's the one that's set kind of in the past. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That one's fucking, Oh, it's bad. It's, it's got Mark from, uh, the, 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 the room. room. Yes. Yes. That's, the oh, one I've that's seen. trouble. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're casting, uh, actors from the room. You are lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. It looked like made for TV. Well, yeah. Those are the ones I've seen. I, I enjoyed this movie for different reasons, but man, there is a lot of plot holes. There is some amazing dialogue that characters have, but terrible script writing. Like the, the plot is just poorly written. Soundtrack's good. I enjoy the Puppet Master theme. That always slaps. That is a good song. You know, mm -hmm. it, it definitely kind of, you, it's identifiable. You, you know what you're getting into. It kind of sets a good vibe. Um, I thought all the actors did a great job in this movie. Um, but man, the story was just fucking broken as hell. It was tough to enjoy because I kept like getting distracted by the mistakes, but I would recommend it. It was a fun Puppet Master movie. If you like puppets going crazy and you're not in the mood for Chucky, you could do worse. I think I genuinely enjoy the designs of a lot of the puppets, right? Like I like the Jester character. His head spins around in three that different cool. parts. I really like um, Pinhead. Something about his tiny head and yeah. his giant hands. That's our that muscle a lot of boy, fun. right? Yeah, that's our muscle guy. Okay. Um, and I don't know if he made an appearance, uh, but there's the one that has like a flamethrower hand and like bullets for teeth. No, he didn't show I up. I didn't see him at all. Yeah, I forget his name, uh, but I do like Six Shooter a lot. He's the cowboy yeah. with six oh, arms. I I liked his little like <laughs> like laugh thing, but man, I hated that puppet. Oh, he's my favorite. What's not to like about a six arm cowboy? Yeah, I just don't enjoy the design of that character. Also, that scene where his like little like bandana like goes up over his mouth by itself. I was like, what? It's called magic. I know, <laughs> and I was totally cool with all this stuff because I was like, oh yeah, magic. But it just looked so dumb. I know it's, that's my least favorite puppet out of the ones in this movie. Leech woman looked cool, especially when she came back from the dead and she had like blue skin, bluish purple, like tinted skin. I was like, whoa, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. All the puppets are well made. The puppets are better than the story. Well, let yes. me ask you, what'd you guys think about the Hitler puppet? 
It looked like it was well crafted. Yep, it, was, <laughs> it looked like a Hitler. <laughs> yeah, uh, continue. It was it was well made. I appreciate them breaking that head open on screen. That was like I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, there was no confusion if they were anti Hitler. Right, which. <laughs> you, <laughs> but going into this, I didn't expect them to be the good guys because they are not good puppets in one or two. No, and I, I watched two first, then this, and I was like, wait, what? Because in two, they're like very just they're killers. Well, that's the thing is, I thought Tulan was like I didn't know if he was like a Nazi himself. And I was like, wait, am I supposed to be on board with these people? Like, I didn't know who to root for. I mean, I definitely not the Nazis, but I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I didn't know we were supposed to root for the puppets or not. Cause I was like, aren't these guys like little bastards? Like, yeah. And they were like in the first two movies, yeah. the first movie is just set around a group of psychics. They're hanging out in this bodega Bay hotel, I think it's called. Mm. And one of them had discovered the puppets and the secret of Toulon's formula or whatever it is. Right. Mm. And they get picked off one by one. Cause the, one of the psychics that's controlling, the puppets and they're murdering them in their hotel rooms. The second one, Toulon comes back as a goddamn mummy. He looks like Dark Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, the, the magic power that he has, he's like, I got this from Egypt. You know, blah, blah. It's like, oh, these are just mummies. So the story is, is that Toulon, there was a, a minor flashback in this one where it went black and white and it went back to Cairo in 1912. Yes, and his eyes flash up and stuff like that. And you see the, like, the little like demon puppet doing its thing where it's moving on its own. But again, they don't explain shit with It's that. a little teaser for the next one. So the, oh. um, the fourth movie is all about the Egyptian demon named Sutek. Okay, okay. Because I, like, I was like, why would you even show me this and not explain what the hell I'm watching? Because James Bond will return in Puppet Master 4. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew that this was definitely a reference to like the origin of where he found it. Because he has that whole little like monologue earlier where he's like, yes, you're right, little kid. This is magic. I found it in Egypt, in Cairo, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, cool. I love a good exposition, like, you know, background story. But man, they, they showed that like little clip. And I was like, okay, here we go. Let's see. The, and it's like, boom, done. I was like, oh, we're going to answer nothing. We're going to watch a little like monster dance around for a minute. Some dude's eyes flash open like he just got turned on and then we're going to scene. Yeah, there are some continuity errors, but again, we're talking about a straight to VHS like we're just here to fill time on cable television. We're talking about a Charles Band flick. Right, exactly. They kept going on and on about how Toulon used to be a French scientist or a, a medical doctor of some kind. And then he discovered this magic ability to put serum in puppets and bring people back from the dead. Like that's the whole gist of the thing. But the thing is, in movie four, Sutek shows up as an ancient Egyptian demon saying that Toulon stole the secret of life and death from them. So it's not like he was in a lab and sussed it out. He fucking stole <laughs> it from the Egyptian demon. Well, he says it. It's like written in every museum around the world. And they, like um, Hess is like, no, I've looked. And he's like, no, it's right in front of your eyes. It's right there. And I'm like, okay, these are mummies. But how? You know, and right. is Toulon immortal? Like, is he extending his life or is he just an old man? Get ready for this. I'm ready. All right, hold on. Let me strap in. It's either four or five, but they put Toulon's head on a tiny puppet, and he's, he's now a puppet called Megaton, or no, Megaton. Mag Magnetron or something Mag like that. Magnetron. <laughs> okay, uh, Megatron. They just get a, a little ludicrous with it is what a I'm little, getting at. Yeah. Yeah, just a tad. Uh, it's interesting to know it goes off the rails here but I mean in two he was already a, a weirdo bad guy right it's very confusing <laughs> yeah. sometimes he's a good Toulon sometimes he's a bad Toulon so a... Toulon was alive in part two well he's resurrected yeah. from the dead and he's literally wrapped up like a mummy with goggles on and he's got some weird accented voice yes right? <laughs> doesn't sound anything like this Toulon only a moment of pain and then immortality Okay. I'm, I can, oh, maybe it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation, or there's like Toulon twins. 
You know, there's like a good twin, bad twin. Like the Doublemint twins? Yes, like the Doublemint twins. So left twin, right twin, who knows? I think people have justified it by saying like something through the resurrection process made him evil. Mm, But he was good before that. (laughs) 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 Yep. Garrett does not believe that. That was a joke. Uh, Don't come after us. This movie did start out with a really great matte painting, though, of Germany, like 1940 something. That was like this beautiful, like large matte painting that they kind of pan across and stuff like that. I miss that. I miss when movies had like those giant, like, you know, painted backgrounds. Granted, they're very obvious now in some cases, but man, like in old Westerns and stuff like that, I just miss the giant matte paintings. They were so like. I don't know. There was something charming and like fun about them that I really liked. I agree. Star Trek was the king of the map paintings. You watch the next it, generation or deep space nine. And I was like, now nah, you said they stand out, but they're, they're so cool. I'd love to yeah. get one of those. I bet they're huge though. Oh, they're massive. Yeah. They're really, they're really big. You got space for one in the house? No. I mean, we can make space though. Yeah. I don't need a bed. <laughs> <laughs> if I could sleep under Cardassia, I'd be fine. What the fuck's a Cardassia? Is that Cardassia a Star Trek Prime, thing? Prime. Yeah. It's okay. a Star Trek. All right. It's the... I was just kind of struck by how little we see of puppets today. Oh, today? I thought you meant this movie, and I was like, we don't get a lot of puppet action in this movie. Well, in general, in 2023, there's not a whole lot of puppets anymore, I don't think. I don't think I've seen a puppet in real life in 20 years. I got a hand puppet in my room. I got a couple hand puppets. I mean, I've seen a sock puppet, but, you know, real life. I got like a woodchuck, and I mean... Like a marionette with the strings? No, I don't have any marionettes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There is a Pee Wee Herman um, ventriloquist figure on eBay right now for like 50 bucks that I'm really tempted to buy just because like how creepy would that shit be? Yeah, that's definitely haunted. I I want it. What was the name of the puppet on there? Randy? Uh, yeah, on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy. Yep. Randy was a good puppet. Okay. He was yeah. a marionette. That was also like 40 years ago. <laughs> that was not 40 years ago. Pee Wee's Playhouse was 1990. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> you started with 19, bro. Like, <laughs> um, This movie was really cool. I, I mean, I, I was on board for what was going on because when we first get introduced to Toulon, he's doing um, a, well, when we first get introduced to Nazis, basically doing their experiments to try to animate their uh, soldiers so they can be human shields to protect the living soldiers Which I think is, them. that's a fun idea. Yeah. I, I always love the, the German Nazi occult dabbling, you know, stuff, you know, shout out to Hellboy, all that fun stuff. I, I love that concept. Um, so I was on board for this, but then we cut to Toulon doing a puppet show for these kids. How far in the future was this from the, uh, the experiments? Was this right away? Same time? Same night. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mm-hmm. know if it was like a couple days later or a year later or whatever. He's this doing whole a puppet movie show. takes place in like two days. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's doing a puppet show where he has his, uh, six armed cowboy, spider cowboy, uh, shooting at the feet of Hitler basically being like, you'll never win this war. Clack, 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 clack. And it's like all the kids are laughing it up. And, uh, Stein, was it Stein or Hess? Who's the little like blonde haired Weasley Eric guy? Eric Stein is the like the, the henchman driver. driver of okay, so Stein uh, of oh, Gestapo yeah. leader Krauss. Yeah. Also so a puppeteer. Stein, That's important. Yeah, he, no. he is a puppeteer yeah. also. Yeah, because uh, he's he's also fascinated by the puppetry. So he's actually watching um, Toulon's puppet show, taking pictures because he's first and foremost a Nazi before he's a puppeteer. Evidently, that's a thing I never had to say. But um, <laughs> brand new sentence right there. <laughs> so he sees his show. He's not thrilled about the anti-Hitler message in it. Takes it back to his leaders, which is Krauss and Hess, who's the scientist. Correct. And he's like, hey, these puppets, uh, there's something going on here. I think he may be doing something shady. Also, he's pretty anti-Hitler. It's one of my favorite scenes, though, because they're looking at still photos. And Hess is like, these puppets seem like they're moving through magic. Well, there's no strings. They can see there's no strings on them. (sighs) Ah. 
And then they ask Stein, and Stein's like, I'm telling you the truth. It's like there's no strings. These puppets are magical. And they're like, let's go check it out. Okay. But before they leave, because Hess is excited about doing it for... Um, to like reanimate the Nazi program, Krauss is like, yo, we're going to go stop this dude for his anti-Hitler shit. Yeah. Let's go fuck him up. And there's a, then we start to get a little bit of a dissension in the ranks here. This is where you see that Hess and Krauss kind of have different goals with this whole process. Yeah, Krauss is much more of a dick. He's like hardcore Nazi. Hess is more like, I love science. And if Nazis let me do science, then go Nazis. Uh, I don't believe in Jesus. I believe in science. Yeah, that's it. That's Hess <laughs> right there. So they have to call Jen. Ironically, the director of that movie is Jared Hess. Oh, mm. irony. Uh, Connections? They, probably not. Yeah. No, or, <laughs> or probably. I don't believe that these things happen for no reason, Mark. Good point. Yeah, John. the universe Good has point. a plan. So they call General Mueller, who is doing... <laughs> He's having a bath with a bunch of sexy ladies in a brothel. He does exactly what I think every leader does, is just whore around and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, so has you don't have to be a leader to do that, Mark. Oh, fair. Yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll need a million dollars for that, man. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, Hess is like, look, Krauss is getting a bit murdery. Can you pull him back? He's like, oh, all right. So put him on the phone. So Mueller's like, listen, just do what Hess says, man. Don't make me interrupt my whore bath again. Okay. <laughs> this is bananas. He's like, and we're talking I, about a bath with whores, not the actual whore bath where you just towel yourself down with a washcloth. Oh, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. yeah the whore, he's being bathed. But anyway. Three women in the tub with him. Yes. Rub a dub dub, baby. <laughs> Krauss is like, you foiled me again, Hess. Let's go. And so they, they go to see Toulon. Toulon. Now, this is what, before we actually get there, we get a really great scene where Toulon is talking to his wife, Elsa. And she's like, hey, we got to be more careful. I think this could be trouble for us. But the way this scene plays out, I was actually surprised it was such a like intense love story involved with these two in this movie. I didn't expect that. And it was actually a really like healthy, like, nice relationship where he's just like, you know, I'm old, but when I found you, that's when my life started. I can't live without you. Well, that's why I picked this one because I think there's more meat to the actual narrative than just, hey, five idiots show up at the hotel and get murdered by puppets again. Hey, 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 there's a much deeper story and a little less right there that you're leaving out. And see the fact that you assumed I was talking about that one and not one and two tells you all I need to say. Are those the other two movies? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Well, in two, I think they bought the hotel or some shit. Right. They were renovating it. Yeah. Still the same plot. Yes. Is it the same hotel from Littlest Reich? In Dallas? I think it's supposed to be more of like a remake than the oh, attached okay. to the other yeah. ones. I was yes. like, wow, is, is, is the lore that deeply entwined between all these movies? I'm probably not pr- pronouncing it correct, but I think it's like Bodega Bay. Yeah, Hotel Del Boca something Vista, like that. something oh, okay. like that. Uh, <laughs> Del Boca Vista, is that <laughs> yeah, the Seinfeld one? That's from yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm right, Bodega Bay. Nice. But anyway, so yeah, there's a really nice little love story going on here. And then right as we basically start to be like, oh, look how happy they are. Bam, Nazis. Yeah, fucking everything up, Nazis. They come in and they're like, yo, give us your serum. And he's like, you shut your mouth. And he's like, no, you shut your mouth. He's like, come with us. You're going to help us out, Toulon. Verbatim dialogue yes, happening over there. Incredible. He's doing that, this without notes, people. Classic child, Charles Band dialogue <laughs> right there. But no, um, in the whole scuffle, like, is it Toulon that runs to, like, get away and then his no, wife runs in front of him I and don't takes really the bullet? I don't really understand what happens. She, in the script set, Elsa needs to get shot. 
And that she basically well, she, she gets in the way. Yeah, because he they found his little green syrup and his surge. That's what they called it, <laughs> the green syrup. Yeah, so they found his surge, and Tula was like, "No!" And the guard like picks the gun up, but I don't think he was actually going to shoot him. Until, no, I think they were just like telling him to like hold yes. still. But then Elsa like bolts. Yeah, she and runs. They, they fired, uh, and then Elsa's shot, and she is so pissed. Dude, I love this death because this is some like you know Neil Breen. <laughs> death scene like she falls to the ground she's like ah 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 and then before you think she's dead and as they like grab Tulan to take him out and, like bring the serum bring the scissor yeah um and they're basically leaving she like leans back up like surprise I'm not dead spits at the Nazi and she's like you'll never get away with this and he's like oh yeah blap 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 Shoots are cold dead. Pretty much what happens, yeah. No, I mean, I know you referenced Neil Breen, but I think the acting's a little better than the Neil Breen <laughs> No, it is, production. but it's just like her death is so overdramatic. It reminds me of like that kind of acting. Yeah, she seems mostly pissed off that she was shot. She's mostly dead. <laughs> yeah. Mostly. She, she's really mad that this inconvenienced her. You think about what happens. Like, let's say alternate history talk. If the Nazis actually got hold of some sort of zombie serum. That would have turned the tides of the war. But it know? wouldn't have because we see it doesn't work for them. Well, they have to be willing soldiers. Yeah. The, the soul has to be willing to come back. It's, which took me a minute to figure out in this movie because it was towards the end. I was all like, oh, and he's like, these are my friends. I was like, oh, you have to want to do this. Yeah. Which I thought there was going to be this whole subplot where he brings back his dead wife, Elsa, which we'll get to in a minute, um, as leech woman. And I thought she was going to be pissed that he brought her back without her consent. I thought there was going to be like a, how dare you reanimate me without like, this is not what I wanted, you know, kind of subplot. But then I quickly realized it's a Charles Band movie and that's not what's going to happen. Also, how do you get a consent from a dead person to be resurrected? Well, you kind of guess, you get a feel for people in life. You tell them what they want. Like guys, just for the record, if I ever die and you want to try to reanimate my corpse, yeah, go for it. Okay, put that on his card. It's on the back of his driver's license. I have to die of natural causes though. Organ donor? Nay. But bring me back as a zombie. Yeah, I, this was the this was a basically a, a German reanimator movie. If I'm wrong, no, you're right. <laughs> okay, um, so Doctor Hess, he is the scientist over on the Nazi side of thing. He's like on the verge of making the breakthrough himself, right? He's already getting some of the zombie Nazis to come back, but then they quickly expire. Yeah, well, they're angry too. They like attack, like they're right. like crazy angry. So they're not controllable. So it's not going to be very good on the battlefield. He's making some headway, and one of the one of my favorite scenes that made me laugh out loud is when he resurrects one of the dead soldiers and he comes back and he's got the gun in his mouth and he's like yes. click 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 I'm like well that's not what we wanted well, and the thing is that scene's so weird because you cut to it and you don't see him shoot himself in the head and the other doctor uh Krauss comes in or the guy Krauss comes in he's like you're not making enough progress. He's like, no, check this out. And then like they turn and that's when he puts the Luger in his mouth and is firing away at an already an open headed, like right. gun wound. It's like, he just keeps trying to kill himself over and over. So that was very funny. And Krauss is like, what good is that going to do the Fuhrer? And he's like, no, you don't get it. That's how he went out. So he's reverting to the last action he did before he died. He killed himself. We just got to find somebody that didn't blow their brains out. <laughs> last action puppet. Yeah. Right. Yes. So close. But Hess is like, He's like John said, I think he's not so much as a Nazi as he is just a scientist. Yeah. He's like kind of working within the Nazi realm because that's the current power in Germany. And he just wants to continue his work. Don't know. I I didn't get the feeling like he had the same like first strike 
See, you know. I get a vibe that he was all about them Nazi stuff, but then he was like, ooh, this is actually fascinating. You know, his attention got turned less away from like Nazi stuff and more to the science. Well, the only reason... Because you, you do not like work your way up to like being like buds with Krauss and all these other people, Mueller and stuff like that by being a nobody. Well, I'm not saying he's a nobody, but I think he's more into the science than he is the uh, Nazi uh, yeah. rhetoric. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Because he doesn't maybe. turn him in intentionally later on. And he was the ones like, hey, take him alive, Krauss. I don't want you to torture this guy. I want him to share the secrets. That's more important yeah. to the, the, the work. He's that definitely motivated by the science, but I, I do think he's still like all on board for what I mean. He's literally making like unkillable Nazi like well, zombies to help them win the war. But yeah, in the I mean, name of science, yeah. he's but not a good guy. It, that he, does not matter. That's not going to hold <laughs> up at uh, the courts. Yeah. No. And look, I'm not trying to wash away Dr. Or Mengele or, trials. Any, yeah. or any real horrible German science. Uh, I'm sorry, scientist, but I'm just thinking like out of all the Nazis in this movie, he's like the least offensive, yeah. you know, he's the, the least, least bad character. Nazi. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which I mean, still bad, right? You're still a Nazi. You're True. just the least bad. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, you up there? <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking what a terrible person he probably was to, before this movie. I think you're right, Garrett. The prequel to Hess's story wouldn't have been a pretty one. No, no. I mean, I, again, that's the one thing about this movie. I just didn't really know who to root for. And I was just like, what the fuck is going but they, on? But as they're taking Toulon away after they kill his wife, he's in the car with his puppets, like his sweet little baby boys, just holding them there. And as they're driving away, I can't um, believe what they did to my boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the mess they made of my boy. Um, so yeah, he, they're driving away, and I guess they're in two different cars. Yeah, uh, Krausen has to leave. They go back to report to the general. He's like, hey, we got him. General and then Mueller. Mueller gets a phone call. He's like, yeah, I'm looking at both of them right now. Hey, Toulon, the puppet guy escaped. Idiots, click. And they're like, ah, shit, we got to go find him again. Yeah. And right before that, we see the scene where he does. And he's got his um, his little drill head guy and uh, bodybuilder dude. Pinhead. Pinhead. And uh, they're in the car. And out of nowhere... One of the Nazi guards looks over and kind of like pokes one of the puppets like, aren't you a cute little thing? And then it just jumps up and starts strangling this dude to death. Yeah. And then the pinhead, or the, the drill head one, driller, is driller. that his name? Driller. Yeah. Like lets his head start just, and then he drills into the driver in front of him. I thought he was going into the, the um, guard next to him, but evidently oh, he goes into too. the driver's seat. No, he goes seat. through the back seat, through the driver's back, through his chest. Wow. Yeah. So the thing also is, is like the, the, the violence in gore in this movie are kind of tame. Right. This movie but would be PG-13 if it wasn't for those tits that were bouncing on you. Yeah. But when it hits you with the murders, it's like, no, nah, we're not going to shy away. You know, it's still in here, but it's yeah. kind of lighter than maybe some other horror films. It's definitely, man, I was actually shocked. I was like, I thought this movie was PG-13 until I saw like the the lady bouncing on top of Mueller. I was like, is this PG-13? Because the violence and the puppet murders. Well, the so bath would have. Even then, and the, but we had PG movies with tits back in the 80s. So I thought maybe this was like a, a remnant of that time. Mm -hmm. Man, you're right. The the gore and the the death effects. I don't know if that was a budgetary issue or if that was a choice, but it was very tame. Important question: What what was the tit situation? Because two and three seem loaded up, loaded well, up. It was with the bare late eighties, women. man. It was the late eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna go lighter on the tits as we go along. Okay, yeah, that yeah. seems about right. Yeah. Uh, but death by puppet via drilling sounds terrible. It doesn't seem like a good way to go. Except later when it like runs into the guy's ankle, I was like, okay, don't get me wrong. That's going to suck. And you're going to have to have major recovery and surgery, but your ankle is going out. You fall to the ground. 
kick the damn puppet. Did he become you know, like a turtle? Swat at it with your hand. Use your gun that you have, <laughs> yep. your Luger or your rifle. You have a knife too. Or lay on your back and just sort of shimmy till you die from no slug. one fights the puppets. It's like they have to stop and it's like, okay, it's your turn. Do what you got. <laughs> Wow, there's a tiny half-pound puppet laying on my face puking leeches into my mouth. <laughs> Whatever should I do? <laughs> should I keep my mouth closed? Nope, better open it. Better scream so they get right in there. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so like we mentioned, Toulon escapes from the car. He makes his way back to his laboratory where he makes some uh, fresh green syrup, as John said. Yeah. He, and he's he, confronted by Tommy Lee Jones and he goes, I didn't kill my wife. And I he's like, I don't care. I'm here for the puppets. Oh, what a great movie. Yeah. Let's just no. talk about that. The <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. So he's like in this tenement, like this abandoned tenement, right? Or yeah. is he there yet? So he, go, he goes and steals his wife's body. He gets some supplies and we see him bring his wife back to life. Well, he transfers his wife into a puppet. Yes. Which brought her back to life back as a puppet. Back to life. Back, back to reality. Back to puppetry. Oh, 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 God. John, you broke the fucking code, man. Somebody get Weird Al on the phone. <laughs> yeah. So he makes Leech Woman. And honestly, like, I really enjoyed this scene. It was well done. It was well shot. It was very creepy. Um, I like when she came back. Now, have the puppets ever talked, Mark? I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Mm, no, they just kind of grunt. Can, okay. Can they kinda write? Like, it's kind of like Six Shooter. He's just always going, eh, eh. Yeah. Yeah. The the grunts of the puppets I found very disturbing. I did not like the random, like, heh, heh, like noises that he's like, I was like, why? Just be silent. I like Jester. He kind of had like like that upper register kind of. I liked all of their sounds. Yeah, I got no complaints. I mean, again, it worked, but it was just very like disturbing to me. I was like, I don't know if I'm into this. Also, little puppet feet going across the screen is always so hilarious sounding to me. Oh, man, it cracked me up every time they were running and they like fully artist that like stuff. I was like, get out of here. When the puppets were sneaking, those were all awesome scenes. Later, Six Shooter climbs up a building like Spider-Man. I was like, look at that little puppet go. Yeah, that's when he go kill Mueller in the yeah. uh, the brothel. Well, we did. Do we mention that they uh, when they get into the morgue, Pinhead and Jester are in there, and they like kill like the morgue assistant. Yeah, they use like a, like a piano wire around his neck, and he's yeah. like, which looked so funny. I laughed so hard when he like put that little like quarter on his neck and was like hurt. I was like. Dude, just flex your neck. He's not going to be able to do anything. Gentlemen, we already had this discussion when it came to child's play. When it comes to puppet murdering, (laughs) you have to just set aside the fact that these half ounce (laughs) wooden beings could be kicked across the room. Yeah. They they put this piano wire across my neck and I just like pick them up. I'm like, what are you doing? At least with Pinhead, he's got those muscular arms and human sized hands, right? I could believe that a little more. But his body's the size of a potato. Like, Like, just pick him up and pull him off your head yeah like oh that's that's uncomfortable stop (laughs) yeah magic is what if your headphone cords got a little bit too tight around your neck that's all is that pinhead what's going on it's either a puppet or my beats have fallen backwards i thought it was interesting when the actual mortician comes in they let him live though like i think jester goes over with a knife and like slashes his his, like achilles and they 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 bail out of there with the body still one of my i i hate that kill in every movie it's in same pet cemetery this i mean any time you go for an Achilles heel mm. or tendon, oh God, just always gets me. Foot damage, man. Can't stand it. It's no good. Yeah, because they're good guys, right? So they only have to kill Nazis that they need to kill. I thought they were like, I thought Toulon's like, we got to go. 
Like, just leave them. Oh, so you just left them because of but time? again, but that's a really risky thing to do because now you got an eyewitness who now is like two lawns alive. He stole his wife's body. That's what I was going to say. But we see later that, remember Peter the Peppermint Kid? From the beginning of the film, like Toulon had that after show Q&A where he's yeah. like all talking to the kids and he's like, what's that behind you? You're a peppermint. You stole my peppermint. And Peter's like, I didn't take your peppermints. Please don't kill me. Yeah. But he did take the peppermint, right? No, he was a it's joke. a magic trick. It was a magic oh. trick. Oh, because later on he's like, you know, like, oh, I'm the one that stole your peppermint when he meets Toulon again, that kid. And then um, so he just wanted him to remember. Yeah. Like, I'm that oh, kid. Because he went out and stole that bread, too. And I was like, oh, this kid's a fucking thief. <laughs> Look, he probably is. I was like, you can't root for anybody. And again, I was, I was like, I know you guys are hiding from the Nazis, but I'll give but you a pass. But damn. Even whenever Toulon was on the run, like Peter and his dad find him. He's like, cool with them. You know what I mean? There's a more witnesses. Yeah. Andre's a little sloppy when it comes to hiding out. He's not great you know? at it. So after they create Leech Woman, they go out and they uh, find Eric Stein. He's the driver of Krauss, and he's out like working on the car or something. Yeah. He's like, kind of bad mouth in his body. Like, Eric, go okay, give well, me coffee. On. Eric, go do this. Yeah. Hold on. Before we get to that, so he drops off Krauss at Hess's laboratory, and that's where we see the, the zombie shooting itself in the head. Mm-hmm. That, that's playing out as Stein. Because, yeah, he says, go, go wait for an hour and then come back and pick me up. Now, I have a question because, yes, at one point he looks at the car's engine or whatever, and he's like, go get me coffee. Go get this. And mm-hmm. he's like, go, go prepare yourself. And then he puts a little like grease on his upper lip, like a Hitler mustache and says, go prepare your asshole. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, is he saying like, like Adolf Hitler's gay or like, what is, what is the situation here? Because he looks up at the puppet and it's like, he's got the little Hitler mustache. And I'm like, what, what was that thing he was just saying? It was a little confusing, but I think it was more of that character just He's just mocking his boss, more it or less. It just seems unwise to mock Hitler. No. <laughs> Especially as a Nazi. That's literally kind of what got <laughs> Toulon in trouble. He thought he was alone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's wise. Just assume puppets are everywhere and you'll be okay. okay. Well, I don't think it's wise to mock a major in the Gestapo either, but that didn't stop him, so. Yeah, that was a, that was a really weird line. I was like, is that supposed to be a reference to something in the previous movies that I'm not getting? This is the first Nazi movie, though, right? This is the first time the, the puppets have been... Or- so in part one, they show some sort of like organization trying to chase down and find Toulon's uh, chest of puppets. Okay, and they're Nazis. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's been delivered to the Bodega Bay in the US. So the, the, so the Nazis are still after... God, I've said Nazis so much so in this think- episode. The Nazis are after Toulon's puppets because it holds the secrets to the, the reanimated life. Right. And that's a running theme throughout all these movies, correct? No. Not in the second one. Yeah. Oh. Because the second one fast forwards to like the 80s. There's no Nazi action in that one. Well, no, there's like weird Toulon mummy action instead. Okay. So we're going more into the like the supernatural magic side of it. Four and five is all about the puppets battling the Egyptian demon Sutek and other puppets. Okay. Okay. Puppet on puppet action? Well, they call them totems. So they're like tiny little demon creatures that come up. That little thing we saw dancing at the end of this one in the flashback. That was Jin. What the fuck, dude? D J I N N. Yeah, no, no, I know a what a gin is, but so like, he that's a he's a he's a genie. Because that's that one in the is. flashback was okay. That little tiny thing's a genie, a little puppet sized genie. Look, I cannot contest to his actual genie powers. <laughs> How many but that's wishes? That's the name of the puppet. Okay, I don't know if he's got wishes. Or not. <laughs> okay, all right. Wow. Okay, so 
This is the first movie we're really leaning heavily into the Nazi origin stuff of it. Definitely. Okay, yeah. got and it. And it's All not right. until like seven, eight, or nine, they start going back to the Nazi realm, like axis of termination, and then they're back set in the World War II era again okay. for a while. Gotcha. I do not recommend watching those, though. The acting is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't assume they got better. Um, so at this point now, you know, the puppets are now working their way through everyone. Toulon has his puppets uh, working their way through everyone who killed Elsa and, um, you know, now it's just a checklist. Yeah. This is a, you know, Kill Bill type movie. Next up, General Mueller. General Mueller, who is basically like, if you need me, I'll be on West 4th Street at the brothel. As and usual. We cut to that man. Okay, I have a question. How much, because when he's in that bath mm-hmm. earlier, and he's like just talking about like work shit in front of those three ladies, how much information do you think got like given out during the wars from brothels alone? Like, like every war you can think of, if there was a brothel, like how much do you think those chicks knew? Because if people were just talking about their business mm-hmm. in front of them, man, that's like a wealth of knowledge right there. Oh, big time. Those chicks were French resistance. They were jotting all that shit mm-hmm. down and passing it. Roman times and stuff like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. got, I mean, man, it had to be like the, the brothels had to be like the CIA of the old time. Yeah. And the, particularly in this movie, though, you have to think imagine that these ladies are writing this down to pass along and they're like, fuck it, puppets? What are they talking about? Reanimated zombies? I think we've lost these three. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. I just thought about that as I was watching this. I was like, man, there's got to be like so much information passed around those those brothels back in the day during wartime. Yeah, wasn't it Game of Thrones, right? The guy, the one guy ran the brothel. Oh, he Littlefinger. Like, yeah. yeah. He, Good he, point. He knew all mm-hmm. the shit. I haven't thought about Game of Thrones in a while. I do need to make one correction. It was not called gin. It's called homunculus, but he's like a gin of Arabic uh, origins. Oh, okay. I could see how you confuse the word gin and homunculus. I don't, I don't want any <laughs> Puppet Master fans coming after me real hard. I do hope the Puppet I mean? Master fans come after you hard. <laughs> all right. Homunculus. Puppet Master fans, get at Mark on all of our social medias. So Eric Stein is out working on the car, no. and from out of the shadows comes Pinhead with a wrench. Gets him right in the ankle. He falls down and then smacks him in the face with that wrench. Smack, baby. Yeah. And, and then, then leeches. Leech woman crawls up on him and pukes out a bunch of leeches. Now, is she on top of her on top of the car? I can't remember. I thought she like crawls up on his chest. Yeah, and it's, it's like, on his chest. His face. Okay. It's later on that she's looking over at that other Nazi soldier yeah, where she pukes off the top of that like canister. And I was yes, like, that's a long way for a leech to fall. I kind of loved it. So long you could have smacked <laughs> it aside maybe, but nope. You think during the resurrection process, you get to the choice of like, hey, you want to be a puppet? And then you got to make the decision then, or do you have to like die willingly to come back? Well, I think the way he described it is they had to like want to come back because they had unfinished business. They all died pissed off. I think you make a vessel and then they choose whether or not to inhabit that vessel. Because if someone was like, hey, man, you want to come back in this leech lady? I'd be like, no, good. Thanks. Well, no, I'm, I'm gonna pass. The leech shit was extra. He did not have to go above <laughs> and beyond. He was just being petty, making his wife the leech spitter. He's like, this is for all the times you yelled at me. I don't know. I thought the leech thing was kind of cool. I see, like leech woman's power. See, also, it's like how you suck the life out of me every day, every <laughs> Guys, time I come home. it was home. such a nice love story between them. Would you <laughs> stop, like, tarnishing this? We're just trying to piece together why the leeches. That's yeah. all. I, th- I think he just had leeches, and he's like, I know. Maybe he's just not super creative. I mean, literally, he made a cowboy with guns. I mean, he's not coming up with, like, crazy no, cool but ideas. But the guns don't shoot leeches. 
<laughs> that would have been cool. They would have been a combo. Do you think she's got to reload fresh leeches or does like they just do they generate? I think it's body? like maggot from X-Men. They come back to her. Yeah, I think mm. so, too, because she was spitting out quite a bit of leeches. Where is she finding all these? Because when they find Eric Stein dead, there's like seven leeches on yeah. him. And he's like, OK, do they she, like afterwards they have to go back no, to the scene no of crime. of Nazi leeches back yeah. then. Okay. She couldn't even fit seven leeches inside of her. No, you can feel like two. Yeah. I'm biting my tongue on this one. <laughs> Next up, Mueller at the brothel. Uh, he He's getting down with a very attractive woman. At the top floor. I want, to be honest, I didn't even know brothels had like multiple stories. I it's always like assume. Bro. It's like a hotel. Yeah, You've been I to guess. Vegas? That's true. I just always assumed there was two. I guess I only think of Westerns. Two stories, your your saloon mm, and your beds. That's the classic. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was like 13th floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at a skyscraper. But old Toulon, he throws on a, like a blanket and puts on glasses. He puts and on his some... Obi-Wan outfit. And he's like, <laughs> there's nothing to see here. As he walks his, around like Daredevil. He gets his little beggar's cup and a stick. He's like, arms for the poor, arms for the poor. And somehow gets past all the, uh, you know, Nazi soldiers <laughs> And then lets loose, like opens his jacket and then six shooter like spiders his way upside on the side of the building and he gets in there and he's generous enough to let the general finish his business. Yeah. He waits outside in the hall. I don't think he was generous. I think that was just a timing thing. Oh, he just happened to get there late. (laughs) He's just being polite. As Garrett said, like magically his little bandana goes up over his six shooter nose. He's got all the guns drawn. That's why you know it's business time. (laughs) He's got his business bandana. That's right. And out walks the general, you know, adjusting his tie, looks over. He's like, the hell is this? A six shooter shoots at him and misses, right? Because then it gives time for the general to pull out his own Luger. Yeah. And he blows off one of six shooter's arms. Poor six shooter. But he gets him. And that general, like, gets shot right out of a window. So the question comes is the tiny, tiny bullets, John, mm-hmm. that you were like, how could that kill a man? They're like airsoft pellets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and somehow the puppet stands upright and doesn't get blown back yes. himself. It's magic. Oh. It's Egyptian resurrection magic, John. That's all you got to say. Okay, fair enough. I'm bought in. Magic. Can't question magic because, yes, he got so hit. So it's a magic bullet is what we're saying. Yes, it's the same one that JFK, if you look in the grassy so are we saying it was six the puppet? shooter. Are we yeah. saying it was the puppets? <laughs> There's oh, a no. terrible out-of-focus little six-shooter on the grassy This is a very hole. poorly tasted joke. And, uh, I mean, it's it been 50 itself. years. Too soon? <laughs> it might be too soon. <laughs> Says the guy who did his predator image. Oof. Uh, yeah, and the, yeah, and then he falls to his death. Poor general, but not really because he was a dick. And uh, no one sees the spider puppet scaling the wall, though. This is not a small puppet. He's like the size of a child. Even if you saw it, you'd probably be like, what did I see? And then by the time you looked again, he'd be gone. No, I'd be like, guys, there's a puppet on the wall right there. (laughs) That looks strangely like an American cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I don't need to do? I don't need to basically take like two minutes to like mull over my head what I'm seeing. If I see something crazy, I'd be like, yo, check it out. There's a flying saucer. Yo, check it out. There's a a kid with a bazooka. You know, like I'm going to call it out right then but you don't have nazi observational powers and those powers are poor okay you know what this movie needed it needed that scene in like all the black and white tv like whenever a character who's been drinking is like see something crazy he's like oh i gotta lay off the sauce and then throws the bottle (laughs) aside that if it was just like (laughs) i gotta lay off the hookers Woo, man i'm seeing tiny cowboy puppets (laughs) picked a hell of a day to stop sniffing glue tiny cowboy puppets 
boy. Uh, so yeah, he gets shot out the window. Poor, poor and dead general. And then Not everyone really. runs over like, oh, what could have happened? And they saw the tiny, tiny, tiny bullet holes. And they were like, must have been magic puppets. So my favorite scene is when Kraus and Hess go to the scene of the crime where the general's murdered. And then he's got like a pair of tweezers. He's like, <laughs> I found the bullet. <laughs> he's like, oh my God, I didn't know they made bullets so small. And then they look on the other side of the room and I guess nobody has found the puppet arm that was shot off. And they pick it up and it's two grown adult <laughs> men looking at this like, my God, this tiny plastic pistol must have did it. <laughs> yeah, what is that gun made out of? Well, in real life. Plastic? Yeah. No. But it was a, it, it's supposed to be a real working gun, right? Okay. Just it, tiny. And Krauss is like... The craftsmanship of that to make a tiny gun that yeah. powerful in that time. Easy. I would have liked to seen Toulon building the tiny revolver and then schmelting the tiny bullets. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. Magic, though. I also like where Krauss is like, uh, if the general shot, where's the blood, huh? And uh, Hess is like, that's a good question. Like, all right. All yeah, right, Abbey like, Costello. It says, like the general never misses. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's actually, that's kind of a cool like little mythos about Mueller, though, that like, it's like he would never have missed. There has to be a reason. I was like, that's kind of cool. Nothing about that guy strikes me as dead eye. But like, again, other than being Nazis, there's nothing that makes me hate these guys like beyond just being Nazis. They haven't done anything other than like the one that kills Elsa. Yeah. I mean, Krauss but, is a pretty nasty dude. He wants to kill yeah, everybody. Again, like, yeah, but again, like for most of them, though, it's just like, oh, we're just going to do this stuff, I guess. Again, I had no real connection to like, like other than if it wasn't for Toulon's speech where he was like, we will track them down. We will kill them. And as they beg for mercy, I will give them none. And I was like, yo, that is a great speech. That was like really creepy and cool. But like other than that, man, I was just like, OK, do you, boo? I think these movies just expect you to understand that Nazis are bad. Right. I, well, yeah. But no, you want to see the soldiers doing more nasty things on film. I'm not saying um, like I need them like like decimating a village like fucking like platoon apocalypse now type nah. shit. But what I'm saying is, is like what I do want to see is like like a little more connection of like, oh, wow, they're really going to get this guy. Because otherwise it's just like chores as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, These I mean, he did to do stuff before they have dinner. Cold bloodedly kill a woman. And the general was like, well. Fuck it. Uh, I mean, Hess, he operates within the system of evil. So can you not? Well, let's look how we always been very philosophical lately in our podcast. Can you operate within an evil system and not be evil yourself? I don't know. And that's I think that's what I was trying to get at earlier. Yeah. When I was talking about Hess. And I think no. No, I no, agree. You were guilty by association. One hundred percent. Yeah. So these you, are all just terrible people. Yeah. I, I mean, we didn't mention, though, but there's a lot of people on the run, like Peter the Peppermint Kid and his dad. <laughs> Peter the Peppermint Yeah. And they all meet in the one abandoned building. <laughs> yeah, that old abandoned tenement. And they're like, oh, Toulon, please don't turn us in. He's like, why would I do that? I'm also on the run. Yeah. <laughs> turn you in the who? And then he takes Peter as like his apprentice. And he's like, here's how I make the puppets. And he shows him fixing six, uh, six shooters arm. Well, he's like, I need you to go back to. Well, no, he's like. I can't fix his arm because I don't have oh, my tools. Right. I don't have the wood and stuff to like carve another arm. And Peter, the little thief he is. He's like, I'm on it. Don't you worry about <laughs> yeah. it. He's like, no, no, it's too dangerous. But Peter goes anyway. He's yeah. like, I've been stealing from you for ages. No problem. <laughs> I'll get in and out. So yeah, he goes back to, to Toulon's old apartment and he gets like the arm and stuff like that. Then he hears like the Nazis who just happen to be coming back to the apartment at that exact time to inspect for the more data because Hess needs it. Yeah. And then the little kid hides in a little closet 
And as they're exploring, they find the kid. Peter. Like immediately, he's yeah. the worst hider. And and Hess is like, "Here, have some milk and a sandwich." Now tell me where your <laughs> your master oh, is. But Peter's like on board. He's like, "That's all it took, man." Yeah, Peter like, sold his family out for a sandwich and a glass of milk. He's the dumbest kid because he's first. Well, he's, he's like, a kid, dude. Let's cut yeah, him a little slack. But he's got to know you don't talk to Nazis. That should be. You he should, literally is on the the run from Nazis. Yes, so, but he's yeah. like. But uh, look at his dad. I know that's it's true. Like we'll get to someone, his dad. It's like a someone offered Anne Frank like a fucking like subway sub, and they're like, "Here you go. Tell us what's up." And he's like, "I can't tell you where my friends are." Let me just show you. And he takes him directly to Toulon as like hiding spot. He walks in there and he's like, hey, I brought my friend. He's like, dude, you've known him for 10 minutes. Well, he gave did, you milk. Did I miss something during that talk when, with the milk and the sandwich where, to, uh, where Hess is like, hey, I'm not actually trying to hurt Toulon. I yeah. just want to work with him and, you know, do some cool shit. He gives him did the I standard spiel. No, he does tell him. He's like, okay. hey, I'm not like, I'm not a bad guy. I just want to learn well, about the science. I can science. cut the kids some slack then because he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like this is, you know, like this guy's here to help Toulon and he wants to like, you know, be cool to Toulon. So first thing you got to teach your kids, parents, police lie. Don't listen to them. They're <laughs> lying to you. The hot take from right? the Great Talk podcast. They're going to tell you whatever you want to hear, all lies. And this kid fell hook, line, and sinker. So then Hess brings this guard with him, and he's like, all right, you stand here. The guard's like, this seems legit. Well, what, what happened was, what had happened was- Okay, tell me. Is after the general died, there was a power vacuum. Oh. Krause decided to fill himself, and he started just kind of running the show. And True. he's like, Hess, go back to your house. You stay with Hess the entire time because we're right. not going to let him go fuck around. <laughs> yeah. You know, none of that Hess nonsense. Because they both know what they're in for. They, he knows that Hess is like at this point, like more interested in his own personal scientific machinations as opposed to the the great, you know, concept of Nazism. Right. And Krauss is your classic, like nasty guy trying to climb the yeah. ladder. More or less. They get back to the hideout. Toulon is crafted Blade. And if you don't know what Blade looks like, he's that white skeletal looking face with the black hat and trench coat. Mm -hmm. One thing I thought was interesting is if you kind of look at the puppet designs up until this point, we've got Pinhead, Jester. It wasn't until his wife died that he started making these more sinister puppets. You know what I mean? I don't know. Blade, okay. Blade is like a straight up knife hook. Yeah. His whole job is to go like kill and assassinate. Like Drillhead was designed to be sinister. Well, okay. I forgot yeah, about Drillhead. Drillhead. <laughs> that his, really... whole, his whole thing is he rams people with a drill. Yeah. Maybe really... he built him to dig tunnels. Oh, okay. Maybe he was really utilitarian with Maybe. that one. I think that pokes a hole in your theory. Okay. Or drills <laughs> a hole in it. <laughs> but no, I see what you're saying. Like, with... Now, didn't he say this one looks familiar? Doesn't he make Blade to kind of look like Kraus? Yeah. Okay. And he does. And if you look at Kraus's features, you could see oh, kind of very, that. Oh, he said that and immediately. It clicked in my brain. I was like, oh, wow. That is actually weirdly striking similarity. And I don't know why he would do that. Why would you make a puppet of your wife's murderer? Killed by yourself. Think a about reminder. A yeah. Or punishment. You know, he's going to put Kraus in there and or, I don't know. I doubt he would bring someone like that because how do you control that at that yeah. point? Yeah, Maybe it's just subconscious. He's just carving and that's what came out. Another, hey, I got another uh, correction to make, fellas. We've been calling him Driller. His yeah. name is Tunneler. Tunneler. Well, you so told me it was I'm Driller. Not, I know, I fucked up. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's a little more utilitarian than we thought. Okay. Maybe, maybe. So The Driller Killer. Isn't that a movie? That's a movie. Could be. Yeah. If it's not, it should be. This says... Tunneler created during World War II in Berlin. Tunneler's soul was that of a German man that was a friend of Toulon's who disagreed with Adolf Hitler's movement and was forced into work in the Nazi salt mines oh. and eventually starved to death. Are there Nazi salt mines? <laughs> oh, you had to have salt in the war, baby. 
Uh, <laughs> no idea. Yeah. All right, whatever. I'm not, you know, you don't have to be historically accurate. So he this. makes this, and as Peter comes back and like basically introduces Hess to Toulon, they he, uh, Toulon sends the kid away. He's like, "Hey, you go, you go, chill out and do your thing. I'm gonna talk to this guy." And they kind of now are they about to come to agreement? Because Hess is giving him the sh- sales pitch of like, "Hey, let me do this. You know, we can basically like." create these like super Nazi type things and yada, yada, yada. And Toulon's not interested in the Nazi aspect of it, but he doesn't seem turned off by the idea of working with Hess. Or was I reading that completely wrong? I think it's more of like a mutual respect for another scientist. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, he's more interested in the knowledge. He's not a scientist. He's just a fucking thief who stole some magic. He's a puppeteer. Okay. <laughs> okay. But in this one, they really preached him up to be a medical surgeon or a doctor. Okay. Of some true. Kind in Fair. I think this franchise. True long. <laughs> I think this franchise works best if you just view each movie standalone. Probably. Yeah. If you try <laughs> to probably right. draw continuity, you're just going to end up with a headache. I like them trying to like piece it together, but it just seems there's a lot of holes they didn't bother filling yeah. in this process. Well, I think the people who write the next movie don't watch the previous movie. So there's the, yeah, I, I, they may have not written in the whole like stole from the Egyptian demon yet. Yeah. And they were kind of piecing it together as they went along. But part of the thing with Hess is his, he, he has this whole speech. He's like, men like Toulon need to live forever and their minds need to continue to contribute to society. Yeah. Like, you remember that? Oh, he's been talking, he, like, even when he was yeah. talking to Krauss earlier, he was like, you can't do that to Toulon. He's a genius. And I was like, damn, bro, we're like, really selling yeah. this guy. He's got a real bromance with him. So I think at this point, Hess's whole goal is to help Toulon escape because Krauss is like, oh, if I see Toulon one to the head immediately. Yeah. So yeah, no, he, he does say he's like, like, yeah. like help me and I'll help you get the fuck out of here. So I don't, I think Hess is more just interested in the knowledge, not so much as like, help me build the Nazi zombies. Right. Like I think Hess has almost switched sides at this point. I, I agree with know? that. So the, so Peter's dad comes back to the, uh, from the bar. From the bar. From wherever bowling. the fuck he is. Why yeah. are you wandering the town, dude? Doesn't matter. In broad daylight yes. in the middle of the day. It's surprising no one. He dad gets... came back from getting cigarettes, finally. <laughs> the dad had told the son that his wife was out and about doing stuff to help the Nazis, and then they were all going to go away together, but his wife was dead, like flat out. Like He was lying to his kid. Did they confirm that? Oh, dude, it's pretty obvious. Peter's like, mama's out doing this. And when she's done, she's going to come back. And then we're all going to go to like Switzerland. And dad's like, and it's like, Toulon is about to say something. Dad like butts in. He's like, yes, your mom is away and she'll be coming back. And he's looking right at Toulon like, don't say a fucking word, dude. Then he winks. And then <laughs> he's a wink. But like, it's very obvious that he's like, don't blow this lie that I've got going. Got and it. Because so Toulon's face is very much like, oh, I see what you're doing here. So it was mommy that went out for cigarettes. And mommy went out mm. for cigarettes. But mommy was probably just killed by Nazis, though. And uh, but yes, yeah, so when he comes back to the uh, the abandoned tenement, also how do you not see like ten yeah. Nazi soldiers standing in front of your place and just walk up, like right up and be like, hey, what's going on, guys? Right into him. This guy sucks at Assassin's Creed. Well, oh. I think y'all missed the part because there's a part where Peter's dad sitting at the dinner table looking at the wanted poster of Toulon, and he's like, I'm oh. gonna go turn him in. Okay. He's like, he's he's, he's making spent all day looking for a cop and couldn't find one. <laughs> Lucky for him, yeah. he just happened to run into the Gestapo. Where's a Nazi yeah. when you need one? <laughs> they're nowhere you never need one john <laughs> but there's a scene where peter's dad is sitting in front of kraus in his office and he's like so you'll let me and my son go right we can escape germany if i turn too long in and he's like 
give me Toulon first and then we'll talk. And it's like, you idiot. Yeah, that's moron. a no. Yeah. <laughs> you blew it. So yeah, then they go back with the Nazis that you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh. And he goes in there. He's like, Peter, get away from Toulon. Why, dad? I'm the apprentice. Look, we just put the arm of six shooter back on and we built a new puppy. He's like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Come away from the man. Yeah. I love when Hess goes, are there people outside? The dad goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then runs off with his son. It's like, you dummies. Of course there is. He's like, never mind that. <laughs> <laughs> so then one of the Nazis come in and we got, uh, I think, Pinhead or one of them is hiding in the shadows. Yeah. Right? This is where he throws the giant brick at the dude's head. <laughs> I loved it. it I thought it was a great so looking good. scene. I like that. Yeah. So good. There's also little splices of like stop motion animation of these puppets running throughout this movie, which I really appreciated. I loved seeing those little moments. Definitely. I think they did a pretty good job, especially at 800,000 bucks. Yeah, I think so. This is where he throws the brick where Penhead throws the brick, hits the soldier in the head. And then that's when the soldier looks up and sees leech woman puking out the leeches from like high above. Yeah. I, I think my favorite kill in this whole movie is here is like when one of the Nazis are coming around the corner and he turns into the room and six shooters just there and then like blah, blah, blah. And you like see his back kind like of pop open yeah. from the bullets. Yeah. So this is after. So like the, this kill happens with his soldier and then the other Nazis like run in and they're like, oh, what's going on in here? Toulon and um, Hess have gotten out. They've escaped. They grab the puppets. And as they're trying to escape town, they're hiding in like doorways and stuff like that and being chased by Nazi soldiers. And then a Nazi soldier like runs into this this like little like alleyway where he thinks that one of their hiding and mm. that's where he runs into six shooter. And that was, yeah, that was a great scene. And the dude goes flying back to John's point. This soldier goes flying back from getting <laughs> so shot six times. That little puppet stays perfectly stable. <laughs> Egyptian magic, man. What can you say? And then Hess and, um, Toulon, who are evidently hiding right behind Six Shooter, like run out and like he's like, I think this one's done for, but he's not quite dead. That Nazi stabs Hess in the stomach with he's his like, giant knife. It's like, ha ha ha. Like, and then he passes out <laughs> yes. dead. It was like my one last gasp. And then Hess is dying. He's like, you got to keep the good work going. Or he says, what does he say, Mark? Because it's something like you got to keep your, your good work going or keep the puppet dream alive. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> be a puppet master. <laughs> Don't be the puppet apprentice. Be the puppet master. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't show it. But Hess's soul gets put inside of blade. Wait, what? Hess's blade. Yeah. Really? Because Blade hasn't attacked anybody yet. No. It's not until this point where we see in the final scene here in a minute that's the first time Blade gets a kill. But we do get to see all the puppets do their signature thing, right? Tunneler gets another ankle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know. What else did you expect him to get? He's like a half a foot tall. Right. What else are you going to drill? Tunnels. Oh, good point. Also, yeah. what a bad place to put the drill on top of your head. Put it on your like hands. Give him a little hand Then he drills. can't use his hands, as we see with Blade. Can't pick shit up. Anything falls, fucked. Just kick it with your foot <laughs> until someone else picks it up for you. While everybody's trying to escape, uh, Kraus catches and kills Peter's dad. Yep. And I don't know what they expected. You well, don't the trust the like, Nazis, man. The dad's like, you said you'd let me go, right? Right? And Kraus is just like, hmm, you dummy. You, you sweet summer child. <laughs> it's a like commando. Much. He's like, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it kills him. And then now where does Kraus go back to his office or? Yeah, more or less. So this is the final kill. We get the we get the flashback to Cairo yeah, out of nowhere. Toulon escapes back to his puppet area and sleeps on the pew. I have a note. He's like, we made it back home, fellas. And I was like, you mean the place that the Nazis aware that you live and you go to? Yeah. Yeah, the absolute like, <laughs> worst place to be like. Well, they only had three places to shoot this movie. Okay? So they've only got one of three places to go. 
It's like an Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. He's like, we've got to go back to Berlin. He's like, back to Berlin? Are you crazy? Exactly like that. But then we get the flashback of when he first kind of met like some sort of soothsayer or something. His eyes glow. And we get the idea of like, okay. I it was like a magician, like, a, right. like an ancient magic user. It's like, okay, he learned the, the mystic arts or whatever resurrection spell he got back then. And then we see them sneaking into Krauss's office. I took this as, you know, we can't leave Germany until we've taken out the person who killed my wife. This Job's is the whole done. point of the mission. Well, he's got to get his revenge, right? I'm not leaving Berlin well, until I get my revenge. this movie is called Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge. So oh. It's time for the titular revenge. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is why I do this podcast. Yeah. We're here to put two and two together Thank for you, John. You. And then he becomes like Jigsaw. Oh, you mean the rat trap or the mouse trap yes. that he steps for this guy? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You want to ex- describe it? I can't remember. I just remember him hanging up by his neck, but I don't remember how he gets there. So Cross comes in and he goes to the phone. He's like, ah, the phone's dead. Schnell. <laughs> they say Schnell like 30 times in this movie. So he looks over across the room and then there's Jester just sitting there like, hey, yes. I fucking pulled the cord out of the wall. <laughs> he's like, I ah, you asshole. So fucking hard when he looks over Jester, he's like, hello, yeah. <laughs> fooled you. And he like throws something at Jester and it misses and the puppet just kind of looks and is like, eh, okay. And then Blade comes out and slices his leg. Ugh. So he goes down and then and this Toulon, is that's Hess, evidently. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Hess is now inside this puppet. Okay. Blade. Toulon kind of walks out and he starts talking shit. Of course, why wouldn't you? Of course you'd talk shit. Like looking into a mirror, is it not? Now you can see what a small man you really are, Major Klaus. <laughs> you think I'm afraid of this? Cross is like, ah, your puppets are bullshit, and then shoots Toulon in the arm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll do the sound effects for okay, Toulon. Appreciate that. Ow! <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> That's a spicy bullet. And then I think Pinhead, like, he grabs some sort of heavy ashtray and started beating him on the head with it. Yes. Knocks him down to the ground. Mm. Toulon had set up a giant rope with hooks on the end of it <sighs> that were up over the chandelier, wrapped around a Nazi flagpole that he was pulling. Mm-hmm. And so the, the little puppets, like, put these hooks through... Um, Krauss's body, one through his hand, one through his back, one through his neck or something like that. This is so much work Could to have just, just kill the guy. <laughs> yeah. And so he starts like hoisting Krauss up in the air, you know, very kind of like pinhead Hellraiser style. And um, he's like, no, no, no. Krauss says no like 30 times. I started like doing a little checklist on my phone every mm. time he did. Like a bouncer click. Yeah. Every time someone walks exactly. in and out of the building. <laughs> so he gets him hoisted halfway up. He ties the rope around the, uh, the, the Nazi flagpole and then kicks a giant axe or something over in the middle of the floor. So there's an axe laying underneath Krauss. Yeah, it was like an ornamental axe yeah, that like, an, like Pinhead kind of stabs into the ground. So the sharp end is kind of pointing upward. Yeah. Think the Mandy, the Mandy axe, but the backside of it is right. facing straight up. And then Toulon lights the Nazi flag on fire, which is going to work its way up the flag, burn the rope that's holding up to uh, holding up Krauss. Krauss is going to fall on this axe and then die. But this axe was not huge. It was not a huge axe. So if he fell like three or four feet off the ground onto this axe, sure, it's going to stab him and it may, may kill him, but there's a good chance that it may not. If so, this was a James Bond movie, he would say, no, I expect you to die, Mr. Krause, and then leave. Yes. <laughs> right? it, it was just that poorly thought out. So he watches it, though, to completion. Krause falls on the axe, gets stabbed by it, immediately dead and lifeless, which I was like, no. They're saving him for Puppet Master 17, Return of the Krause. Oh, I 
like it. But yeah, so evidently he's dead. And now we cut away to uh, Toulon, who's now at the train station, buying a ticket. And they're like, are you traveling alone? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not traveling alone. And I was like, this has got to be Peter Pescadero. And so we cut back to a little like, you know, waiting bench where, yeah, he's taking a little kid and they're going to go to Switzerland. Because some little girl goes, look, mommy, dolls. <laughs> the waitress <laughs> says it is so scary. And he's like, they're not dolls. They're actually puppets. And she's like, I don't know any boys that play with dolls. Yeah. And he's like, anyway. And the mom's like, where are you guys going? He's like, Switzerland. And then the kid goes, maybe America. Now, is that foreshadowing to future movies? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. basically, one picks up right after this, right? Because he's going to Botany Bay or whatever. Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay. Where he's going to... Correct. Finish himself off. Or why? Why does he do that? He so won. So they can't have the secrets because he's getting chased by the Nazis uh, in Bodega oh, Bay. So he kills himself. At That's the beginning right. of movie right. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, for no good reason, some guy kind of runs at the train holding a wanted poster and is like, eh, forget it. <laughs> like, throws the poster on the ground. And Too much end, work. That's the end of the movie. And then it just goes, coming soon, Puppet Master 4, when bad puppets turn good. Wait, does it really do that? Yeah. It did that in ours. Yeah. Well, I did it on the Blu-ray. Yeah, oh, it, it did not do that on the uh, the the cock version. Hmm. What did you watch? I watched it. Yeah, it's there. No, no way, dude. Because like the credits just start rolling. It goes black screen and then just like credits start rolling. Because it wanted to play Puppet phone, Master but... Two for me right afterwards. Oh, I was you like, should have watched I, it. I was like, why would I watch two after watching three? I would have watched them in the opposite would order. Would have been a big step up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's Puppet Master Three. Honestly, not a bad romp through like eighties, nineties horror, but um, man, real fucking plot holes in this. Like what? Mark. What's left What's left that you need answered? Let's Any see of if the we stuff can answer. with Egypt. Okay, well, that's coming. Four the and fact five. That, like, never mind. We, 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 just listen to the episode again, Mark. You got to edit this. You'll hear them. I, I, thought it, it. I thought it was fine. I didn't have a whole lot of looming questions, but I, like I said, I've seen almost all of them. Okay, not looming. Okay, maybe not like questionable plot holes, but a lot of stuff that was never explained that just like doesn't go anywhere. A lot of plot issues. Yeah. There I was know. Not enough, there was not enough puppet action in this. The kills were so boring. I like the kills. Yeah, they were fine. The brick was fun. The brick leeches fun. were cool. The shooting, the six shots in, yeah. in, in, in the soldier. I'm tired soldier. of seeing this little like, drill head guy drill people's ankles. No, it's when he drilled done, through bro. that guy's chest like a chest burster, that well, was great. You set the bar super high, and then he just goes to ankle biting in the rest of the movie. Wow. And I'm like, come on. So you're saying they showed too much too early. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I like this movie. I thought it was fine. I mean, I have my general puppet issues as, you know, go listen to any other puppet show. I uh, could tell you, but, uh, you know, Egyptian magic kind of hand waves it away. I'll give him that one. Why so. do you love the Egyptian? <laughs> like, I, that I love it, but all right, it's something. All right, magic. Like, like mummy, Egyptian. But, I'm cool with it. I, I do like that whole universe, man. I, I don't know. Something about Egyptianology gets me listeners if you're gonna sit down and watch something called puppet master three two <laughs> on's revenge, revenge. Yeah. yes you need to make sure that you set your expectations accordingly i did this is not going to be some elevated horror it's not gonna be puppet master you two told me this was the best puppet master and it is in my opinion okay well i still think little is reich is better well, I'm talking about the original series. The main line. So you're saying Littlest Reich is not part of Puppet Master Canon? I'm pretty sure that's a remake and a standalone. But the whole intro, the like animated like, you know, backstory in Littlest Reich was the whole like them escaping to America. But it was a different backstory. After his wife got, oh, was it? Than this backstory. Yeah, okay, I'm going to be honest. It's been a while since I've seen yeah. it. It's not Reich. identical. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a little bit different. Broad strokes, I think. You know, okay, all but. right. I got gotcha. you. I mean, as you can see here, the puppets basically turn into the good guys in the next couple movies when they're fighting the Egyptian demons. Then they become they actually, bad guys again? They befriend 
the next set of people in Bodega Bay in movie four. What? Where they're trying to make sentient AI. Wait, what? That happens and that's in four. That's in four? Mm-hmm. Uh, now I got to watch four. Oh, yeah. There's a whole white guy has a laser fight with two robots he there's built in his laser? room. laser? Yeah, they shoot lasers at each other. He's like, man, you robots are lame. You can't even like think for yourselves. And then he fights the puppets in a laser shot. Come on, Egyptian magic and lasers? Uh, I, I know what I'm watching. He's like, the perfect marriage does exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's not on the cock, John, I have them on Blu-ray. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I, if the, if only, do, do the puppets go to space? No. Fuck. <laughs> but, but we got time. Honestly, <laughs> listeners, John's face just got so depressed looking as yeah. he said that. If they had Egyptian magic laser space, I would own 10 copies of that Egyptian movie. Egyptian space lasers. I think what we need is Puppet Master versus the Iron Sky franchise. Okay. Who yeah. was the Nazis on the moon? That's, okay. Yeah, that's, that's you tr- know what? You have my attention now. See? Hollywood. You know <laughs> or, what to do. I'm sorry. Charles Band. <laughs> give us the give us I the reins. Like it's a much easier You're like right. option to hit than Hollywood in general. I would recommend it, but again, like I said, you got to set your expectations right. This is a straight to VHS film. You have to understand that Puppet Master movies are not designed to be great. And if you just set that expectation, this is a really fun movie. This is honestly, other than Littlest Right, this is my favorite Puppet Master movie. I liked it better than one. Agreed. I don't think one's all that great. I thought one had better kills, though. Am I, remember, am I remembering wrong? There's like um, two people fucking in a bed and Driller gets one in the back of the head, I think. Does he get them both? I think so. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been a bit, it, guys, they all kind of blend together <laughs> when you watch all 11 in a row. Tunneler. <laughs> Did I say? Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. Thank wow. you, John. Keeping me honest. Yeah, that's Take what I'm here for. Card away from him. Well, are we saying three recommendations on Puppet Master yeah. 3 then? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can walk away saying it's not great, but it's entertaining. Yes. Okay. Well, listeners, have you seen Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge? Why don't you let us know in the comments section of our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. You can find everything we're up to at thegravetalk.com. And keep an eye on the social media. We'll let you know what's coming up next time. If you guys have any requests, please let us know. I think someone just requested another one, The Void. The Void was a great movie. I ain't seen it yet. Okay, make that back. It's it's an okay movie. I don't think it's great, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, we put it in a request pile, so we'll get to it hopefully sooner than we did Bone Tomahawk. Well, we're booked until about September of this year already, so... Still be sooner than we got to Bone Tomahawk. Possibly we'll get sooner. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Bone Tomahawk's been done, so i got to find a new movie to rail against. Right. So maybe it'll be The Void. Oh, yeah. The same guy who requested Bone Tomahawk wanted that one. So I'll be sure is it really? Happy. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Oh no! Look, one, I'm one coming of. for you, sir. One of. <laughs> Sorry, one Nick. I'm on team. Watch the void. So maybe that'll get it done faster than five years. Maybe four years. No, instead. we'll definitely do the void um, as soon as we get done. It's on the list. It's just there's a lot of movies to get through, and there's a lot of horror movies coming out to the theater, and we have to get those done before you know everyone beats us to talking about Scream Six because we all know that that's going to be the best horror movie ever released in 2023. Yeah, they're killing it with their posters. I'll give. That dude, that new poster where he's like over Manhattan, yeah, it's you sick. know, it's almost like he's gonna take Manhattan mm. on that poster. I hope he's on a boat the whole time, yeah, same, same. <laughs> no, that movie, that movie does look weird. I don't know what they're gonna do at this point. Yeah, at first I wasn't interested, but now the marketing's got me interested, and I'm like, fuck, marketing's working, but it just seems it like is. it's bananas. Like, I'm like, yeah. what is this? I mean, this better not be like, like, I'm the killer the whole time, though, and I didn't know I was the killer. 
Oh shit! Like she's like she's like there's something following me, but like she's actually been following herself because she is the I'm killer. Maybe it. she's got ghost in the back of her head. Ghost face is in yeah. her skull. Style. Yeah, and then he just comes out and murders. Gail is the killer. I'm calling it now. No, Gail dies. I'm calling that shit straight. Of course up. she dies, but then she comes back as the killer. What if it's Dewey? What if Dewey's the killer? Oh, you want to say that last yeah. time? Yeah. I said that last time. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, tune in for when we watch Scream <laughs> Six. We'll talk more about it then. <laughs> like, if you want to listen about Scream Six, we've already said it. All right, listeners. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.